0: He shall judge among the nations and shall rebuke many people. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. From the prophet Isaiah around 600 B.C., Good morning, everyone. I'm Rob McCall. This is the Awanajo Almanac, a collection of natural and unnatural events, rank opinion, and wild speculation devoted to feeling at home in nature and breaking down the wall of hostility between us and the rest of creation. This is the Almanac for June 20th to 27th, 2014, the last quarter of the strawberry moon. This is the summer solstice Addition, here's a mountain report. Do go and see Awanajo decked out in her brand new gown of green against a blue sky with all the ruffles, pleats, fringes, and frills that any small misty mountain could ever want and trimmed with flowers of many colors. She looks like a bride-to-be in her bower. It's no wonder that summer on Awanajo is the perfect time and place for a wedding, and your commentator has performed many there in summer's past and has another one coming up soon. Go now, though, for by late summer her majestic dress will have been soaked by rain, powdered with dust, gnawed by insects, torn by winds, and faded by sun until she is ready to drop it in favor of a blanket of snow to warm her through the winter. Do go and see her soon. Some natural events. Now that their time of frenzied florid fertilization is over, the trees and the early wildflowers have settled down to the task of nourishing their seeds for seasons to come. Their flowers have faded and fallen, but their seeds continue to grow nourished, by the parent plant, protected by burr, husk, or shell until it is time for them to flourish too. The varieties of these seeds and their strategies for dispersal are marvelous. Seeds of dandelions lift off on the slightest breeze and sail for miles or just across to your neighbor's yard. Seeds of maples are torn from the trees on a windy day and whirligig their way to a landing place. Lupin seeds ripen in their pea-like pods until a hot day <coughs> in August when the pods will explode, flinging the seeds far and wide. Apple trees swell the sweet flesh of their fruit around mahogany seeds until at last they fall to become food for the deer which in turn spread these seeds along the fence rows and stone walls. Acorns grow slowly until they drop to be gathered by squirrels and blue jays who stash them far and wide, planting the forests of tomorrow. Plants and animals all seem to be doing the same, giving themselves for coming generations. This is their unspoken purpose, to sprout, to grow, to flourish, and then to fade, leaving behind healthy seeds and soft soil made from their fallen bodies in which their seed can flourish in turn. This is how they care for their own and generations to come. Looking at the plant and animal kingdoms, how they live and grow, it's easy to see how unnatural are war and violence. Yes, there is competition in in nature, but it generally works itself out in subtle changes in color or behavior with maybe an occasional stomp or bellow. Sure, the grizzly takes the salmon and the lion takes the wildebeest, but this is for food and for food alone. And what other species besides man slaughters its own kind to honor a piece of cloth or a piece of turf? or a bank loan, or an imaginary god. Here's a rank opinion. This week, following a major assault on Iraqi cities by Islamic extremists, we're hearing calls in Congress for the United States to get militarily involved again in an area where we have already caused immeasurable suffering since 2003, devastating infrastructure, inflaming sectarian violence, killing hundreds of thousands and destroying the lives of many more, including nearly 7,000 of our own dead and tens of thousands more horribly injured physically and emotionally. What possible interest could we have in taking sides in a thousand-year-old civil war between Sunnis and Shiites? Follow the money and the oil and you will see. Where have all the flowers gone? Gone to graveyards, everyone. Finally, a couple of seed pods for you to carry around with you this week. The first from Sun Tzu, author of The Art of War, 544 to 496 B.C. There is no instance of a nation benefiting from prolonged warfare. And from the French philosopher Jean-Paul Sartre, When the rich wage war, it is the poor who die. Well, that's the almanac for this quarter moon, but don't take it from me. Go out and see for yourself.